0: CEO of a scaling service accommodation empire worldwide. I'm going to give you my top five tips on how you can also scale very, very quickly in whatever territory you're operating in using this amazing property strategy. Number one for me, cash flow is king. At the beginning, I used to pay all my furniture up front and I didn't want to take out any credit. However, I realized that cash flow is king and that allows me to up more properties. It's also a mindset thing. When you've got money around you, you feel more confident, you want to go out, you're doing deals and you're bouncing around. When your bank accounts are a bit low, you start coming from a position of scarcity, which we're going to talk about, and it limits your ability to acquire because you just don't show up the same. So what I would advocate is trying to keep as much cash flow as possible and look at the trade-off. So what is the trade-off of taking furniture finance? Obviously, it's more expensive. There's an APR element to it. But if, say, for example, the APR of that is 10%, well, an ROI on a serviced accommodation property can be north of 20 30%. So if you're giving 10% away and making 30% by getting another unit up, then naturally you're 20% better off. So by being able to look at what the trade-off is and rather than looking at it as a single, position and saying, okay, well, I've got to pay 10% for that, whereas I could just buy it for cash and pay nothing. Always look at the knock-on effects of what's going on. So for me, now I'm constantly focusing on how can we collect more cash? How can we have more cash around us so that we can continue to acquire and set up? And if that means using 0% credit cards or loans, or uh, furniture finance, then that's what we would do because they're the typical main expenses that you have with your setups. I also have a six-month rule, whereas no property will be onboarded into the portfolio if it takes longer than six months to get that initial outlay back out. That includes the refurb cost and the full setup cost, furniture, lights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that is rule number one. Number two, do not stop deal sourcing. And it's easy to say that, but I, and I've made this mistake. You acquire a load of property, you run out of money, or you acquire a few units and you think, I just want to sit tight and see if these play out first. Deal sourcing is a momentum game. And if you get off that momentum train, just like mentoring is and education is, you know, if you, if you get off that train, it's hard to get back on it. It's hard to get the momentum going again. Estate agents will forget you in a heartbeat. If you're not in there all the time, making them aware that you're after deals, they will forget you, they'll move on to somebody else. So you want to make sure that you're staying on the momentum train with deal sourcing. Even if you have no money, continue to deal source as though you have. I say to my teams all the time, just imagine you've got 10 million quid in your back pocket at all times. Go out and find stock. And with that mindset, they go out and they bring opportunities left, right and center. And it is a powerful mindset hack To be able to do it let me tell you something if you find a good deal and you have no money i guarantee you will find the money for the deal because good deals always attract money and that brings me on to number three never stop looking for money always be looking to work with investors always be looking for money whether it's credit cards bank loans or whether it's investors that will invest in your business once you start getting an established business the roi benefit of this is huge so you want to be able to continue to go forward and you will be able to position yourself once you've got one, two, three, four, five units on the go, you will be able to move your business forward with investors because you will have cash available because you can trade it off. I've got this great deal, do you want to get involved? And you'll be able to prove it with the figures. So always continue to look for money, even from day one. People will invest in this business because it is an investable business. And that then helps with deal number two, which is obviously continuous source. Now, number four, and this is probably the biggest one. Okay, Live with an abundant mindset. Too many people go into business and go through life with a scarcity mindset. Fearful of having no money. Fearful of what if it goes wrong. Fearful of, you know, not getting the numbers right. Live with an abundant mindset. I have enough money. I can always make more money. I have enough knowledge. I can always make more money. You know, always coming from this abundant mindset. I can find the money if I find the right deal. You know, I am not living in this scarcity of, oh, I've got to count the pennies, or, you know, I've got to watch those costs. So, you know, that is not gonna get you very far. You have to come from this position that money is freely available. Listen, everybody on this planet could be billionaires. You know, we could share the money out and everyone can be billionaires, but it only goes to the ones that really think differently and come from a position that they know they can attract money. And when you start thinking like this, your confidence oozes. you end up getting more deals. That's why in the deal sourcing process, we have the 10 million mindset, 10 million in your back pocket at all times, go out and get it. That feeds into this abundant mindset. How do you think my guys feel when they go into estate agents thinking that they've got 10 million in their back pocket versus 100 quid? It's a total different confidence level. It's a total different mindset. And ultimately, it comes out. Whether you think you are portraying it or not, you will be. If you're in a scarcity position, that's how you're coming across to people. You know, I've seen it time and time again with sales departments where a guy's on a bad roll and he gets less and less confident as he gets more and more desperate. The person who is the most desperate for the deal has the weaker position. So if you come from a position of you don't need the deal, you've got loads of money, it doesn't really matter whether you win it or lose it, then you're always going to be in the stronger position. And that's also something really important to remember. And the last point on this is you can't do it alone. I went far too long alone. I probably could have had a much bigger portfolio had I done this earlier. But you learn from your mistakes and you can learn from mine. You cannot scale empires alone. You're gonna need teams around you, internally and externally, employed and consultants. You need all sorts of people. In the previous videos, we've talked about tax experts. We've talked about operational experts, marketing experts. You need good teams around you if you wanna scale an empire. You can't do it alone. And ultimately, you wanna come out of the business as quick as you possibly can. As entrepreneurs, we wanna take control, we wanna think that we know all the right answers and that we do everything perfect. But let me tell you, get help, get people involved, get other people's ideas and you will scale so much quicker. They're my top five tips on how you can expand your empire very, very quickly. Get out there, get after it and get finding some deals with confidence. In the next video, I'm gonna give you my top three things to avoid when scaling a business. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast and you'd like to maybe get on a one-to-one call with myself, then you can easily put yourself in with a chance of winning that by leaving me a review and sending a screenshot, tagging me in it on Instagram, at official Ryan Luke, and I will put you in the draw to potentially win that one-to-one call with myself at the end of the month.